This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. Uh, it's another another year, another disappointing March for me as a Purdue fan. It was uh, this one stung a lot more than uh, usual, and I don't know why. Because I was like, I was telling people, man, you need to. It's like it should have been expected. Like if you were surprised by this loss, then I don't think that you were really Purdue fan. But um, I'll get into it later. But um. Yeah, so after I said everything about my bracket and how I was doing good, um, I lost, I think, every game. I think I did, except for the Kansas game. So, um, oh, and uh, nope, I even had Villanova losing. So uh, I'm going to talk about all that, how all that was going to happen, and uh, I'll get into Purdue and all that later on. Okay, so one thing good did come out of last week's episode is that I said Gonzaga was going to lose. I mean, I I said after those first two games, I it felt like they were not making it out of the weekend. I didn't think they were going to make it out of Friday or whenever they did. Was it Thursday that they played? Whichever day it was. That was the one thing I was right about. So uh, congratulations to me on that because uh, that was all I got last week. So, um... Yeah, Arkansas. That, what what was up with that? Uh, what was it like? Jalen Williams, I think his name was. He was taking like a ton of charges. I saw it all over Twitter. Now people were like hating on it. I don't understand how people hate on charges. I get it if you're rooting against a team and they do nothing but charges on you. It gets kind of annoying. But when you're down in a lane like that, that's one of the more exciting plays you can have as a fan. Is when someone gets a charge. It is as a player also. Whenever I would play, like if I got a charge, I was I was fired up for the rest of the game. And uh I get where people are saying, like, you know, in the NBA guy like Kyle Lowry, he goes out there and tries to get an offensive foul every time on the perimeter. That's not what it's for. Like a charge is clearly for down in the post and uh where it's the most physical. And uh yeah, I just don't understand why people hate on it. I get from that circumstance of out in the perimeter, but just the charge in general is one of the better parts of the game. And then, uh, got to move on to Texas tech Duke. It man, you know, I had Duke losing to Davidson and Davidson didn't even make it out of the first round. So that was uh, not great for me, but, um, I really thought Texas tech was going to do it because, this was the year where I think it showed true importance of what a transfer can do for you, but it also, everyone is leaving now because, like, hey, I can get a better role on a team. And it's just weird where you can just jumpstart into a new team. And it was just one of those things where, man, they had O'Banner, they had a couple of guys that they brought in as transfers, and... um Man, I really thought they were gonna win. I Mark Davis is a first year coach, but he's 
he's been with Texas Tech for a few years now, so I thought that he was going to really bring it all together. But unfortunately not. They lost to Duke by five. And of course, I mean, Coach K is going to do what he's going to do in his last uh, tournament. Although, I cannot, I can't tell if he's like actually coaching or not. Because I've said this to some people when, I don't know if it's just that K didn't want to talk to people, but when they're going to halftime, they had the interviews with the coaches, and they would always interview John Shire. I mean, he's the next guy up. He's already he already has a job. But it's like why why isn't K talking there? You know, and it really just seems like this is more just so he could have that last year instead of just saying last year he goes, hey, I'm 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 done. So John Shire is going to take over next year. It it really just seems like it's one of those things where I don't think he's fully coaching them. I I guarantee he's doing his best for what the role that he's put on himself. But it's still one of those things where I'm like, man, Shire's really taking control this year. And I, I bet now, Duke, I mean, Kay's going to try even harder since they're in the Final Four now. Uh, North Carolina beat UCLA. I had UCLA in my Final Four. Uh, North Carolina, no one expected this because they have been so up and down all year. And I was like, yeah, you go into it. Well, I mean, one of their last games was that they beat Duke and Cameron Indoor for K's last game. You're like, man, uh, I I just didn't know about that win, how much importance it had. I don't know if they were just going all out for that game because it's what people do in rivalries like that. But I thought UCLA was going to do it. I thought they had the experience. I mean, they made it to the Final Four last year. Now, I know, I know like how crazy that might sound to some people, but I thought UCLA... No one expected them last year. Now people have a little bit higher expectations, but it's just one of those things where I really thought UCLA was going to do it, but it didn't. Especially when Juzang uh, came back, I was like, dude, they're they're going to go off again. And uh, they were really kind of moderate all year. So March, they didn't really turn it up this year, like last year. Um, Purdue lost St. Peter's by three. I uh, was not able to watch the game. I was in Fort Wayne doing uh, – I was watching a Mad Ants game for a sport management club. And um, I just kept periodically checking the score. And um, it was just uh, – it was ugly. From what I heard about it, it was just ugly. Uh, turnovers really did Purdue in. St. Peter's very fundamentally sound. And uh, I'm going to do a whole other segment on that. So, yeah, Purdue lost St. Peter's. I didn't have Purdue going this far anyway. I had Texas, and I had Kentucky moving on anyway. So, uh, St. Peter's, they took the nation by storm. They're going to get a ton of money from this. Their athletics so is only going to go up from here. So, congratulations, St. Peter's. They've done the toughest step in getting there and then moving on. Uh, Houston beat Arizona, and um, yeah, that one uh, that one wasn't even close. Like Houston, I didn't think they were going to be that great, and I said this last week because Quinn Grimes was gone from last year. Jaro has gone from last year. They did it, man. They beat the number one seed. 
by 12. And it was just one of those. I, I don't know what was up with Arizona. I think we probably, sh- I probably should have expected after that TCU game that they had that they maybe should have, they're, they're probably going to lose. But by 12 to Houston, and it just makes Kelvin Sampson look better, which for as a Purdue fan, that's not cool with me. So, yeah, really, uh, really surprised by that one. And then Villanova beats Michigan. We all, we, we expected it. We thought this is the end of Michigan's run right here. Kansas beat Providence by five. Closer than what you would probably want it to be if you're a Kansas fan, but, man, Providence, I had them lose in the first round, but I was like, if they make it, they will surprise people. And it doesn't make sense why I would say that because I have them out first round. Uh, Miami beat Iowa State by 14, and uh, that sucks because they were my Cinderella Final Four pick. And they were doing good. And that was another thing where it shows the power of transfers. They had all these Big Ten guys in there. And they were crushing. And it was just, they just couldn't do it. Miami was just, they were just better. There's no other way to put it. So on to the Elite Eight. Duke takes out Arkansas. Just a game where. Duke just did really well. I don't know how else to explain it. Arkansas, they tried to keep up, but in the end, they just I think foul trouble really put them out of it. Uh, Carolina beat St. Peter's by 20. I mean, we kind of expected this, especially in the Elite Eight. But there was a chance because Carolina was an eight seed, but the way that they blew out, that they were blowing out Baylor, it was just no one really thought St. Peter's going any further. Villanova beat Houston in... I don't know if this is a low-scoring game in the tournament. It's low, 50-44. to 44. That's a defensive battle right there, and that was a really fun game to watch because going back and forth, you had Gillespie, who might have had an injury there for a little bit. You didn't really know, and then one of Villanova's main guys has to go to the locker room, and they're not that deep of a team, so you had to watch out for that, but Villanova pulled it out. Don't know if how they will do against Kansas. Kansas beat Miami 76-50. And uh, what else did we expect between Michigan? Not me. Wow, that was a big uh, mess up between Kansas and Miami. I think if it was Iowa State, it would have been a little bit closer. But Kansas, they've been trumping everyone so far. So, the Final Four is set for Saturday. Uh, The first game, 6-0-9, Kansas-Villanova. It's got to be Kansas, right? Because of the the injury that Villanova is going through, I just don't have faith in them at this point. Jay Wright is one of the best coaches in the world. I think it's fair to say that. I mean, he's on staff for the Olympic team. He's been taking Villanova to like at least the Sweet 16 since who knows how long. They're always one of those teams that's always in the mix. But Kansas, they're just rolling right now. And uh, I'm – so I would pick Kansas. So if you're going to bet on this, uh, pick Villanova because uh, all my picks have been bad this year. So just go with whatever I say. (laughs) 
go with the opposite <laughs> if you're betting, if money's involved. But the one, the, the game that really, I mean, it's catching everyone's eye, obviously. It's Duke Carolina. Last time the, these two are going to match up with Coach K being the head coach for Duke. And it's in the Final Four, the first time it's ever happened. I think it's the first time they've ever met in the tournament. And this, it's going to be a good one. Like, I don't think it's going to be too high scoring because the, they're probably just going to beat the crap out of each other. And whoever makes it out alive is who's going to go to the tournament and going to go to the final because... Man, those it, I I just feel like it's just going to be ultra competitive. People are going to be going for each other's throats. There's probably going to be some dirty plays. We'll see. And it's going to be a lot of fun in that one. Time for that is 849. Of course, it's depending. Well, probably not depending on the first game unless it goes into overtime. But, man, that's... uh. I cannot wait for that one. That's going to be the one that everyone's going to have to watch on Saturday. Stop what you're doing. Just sit down. Just watch Duke Carolina with Coach K for the last time. So, with that, I would have Kansas and... I want Carolina to go just because I'm not a big Duke guy. But with all the stuff that Duke has had to go through... I think they've had like the toughest like schedule in the in the tournament up to this point. And yeah, I just don't Duke will, will probably win, but I hope it's close just for the sake of it all, just please be close. And with that, I would probably if it was between Duke, Kansas. Man, I don't know. I really don't know because Kansas has been rolling, but let's see. They've played a 9, a 4. Well, obviously a 16, a 9, a 4. Let me go back through Kansas' schedule. Yeah, so they've... Play a nine, a sixteen, a nine, a four, and a ten. Then they're gonna play a two, so they're gonna bump up competition a little bit. But again, that injury in Villanova, I just don't see it happening to be that close. And Duke, they they've played a fifteen, a seven, a Michigan State. That was a seven seed. That was a and that was a tough game. They won by nine. That was still a tough game. A three seed in Texas Tech, who they only beat by five. A four seed in Arkansas, and then an eight seed in Carolina. But Duke is young, man. They're they're very young. They can bounce back from this kind of stuff. I would think if Duke makes it against Kansas in the Final Four, Duke might win that one. Because it's it's going to be all the chips are in. Whatever happens, happens. And Duke just might come out on top. But, again, with their experience, you have to think, man, Kansas maybe take that one. I would go with Duke in that one. It would be a very good game between two, like, high-powered offenses. But in that, I would have Duke in that one. So, with all that, 
I'm having Duke versus Kansas. Duke coming out on top. Okay, so the thing with Purdue. I have been seeing all over Twitter and people being so critical saying, hey, if you're a guy who says that Painter needs to be fired, you don't know what you're talking about, something like that. And to an extent, I agree. Matt Painter has been really good at Purdue. He's missed a tournament a total of four times. But it's what he does in a tournament that just doesn't make sense to me. Of all the times, the furthest that we have made it is the Elite Eight. And we've done it once. One time, and that was the greatest game that I've ever been to in person. I, I believe it's, well, there's a trying game that's really up there, but that one is uh, it's for sure one, It's the best like Purdue game I've ever been to. So he's only missed the tournament four times. Can't knock a guy, right? But when you lose to North Texas, Arkansas Little Rock, St. Peter's, all these teams that just don't deserve, I'm not saying they don't deserve it, that we should be beating, right? You, uh, you absolutely should be beating these teams without a question. And yet every time, it seems like we're just not prepared for it. And it's just, it's infuriating because I don't know what it is about certain schools. All they care about is mediocrity, right? I would say Purdue's a little bit above mediocre, but with how they perform in the NCAA tournament, it is laughable. It's just... And every it's like we have all these guys and they all work together very well. They're some of them are gonna go to the NBA, and it's just it never works out. And I'm tired of it. We load up every year. It's like every three or four years, you're like, oh, this team, they are so experienced, they're definitely gonna make the final four. Show me, please. It's just one of those things where this year Purdue had four fantastic seniors. And then you had Jaden Ivey. He's going to go to the NBA. He's totally leaving after this year. They make it to Sweet 16, and they lose to St. Peter's. Now, some schools, Sweet 16 is like, hey, that's sweet. you're one of the top 16 teams in the country. When you're a three seed, that is the, that is the minimum expected of you. And when you're a three or four seed at Purdue, you don't even make it out of the first round. The best they've done was against Virginia. And it took Carson Edwards hitting a million shots. He was on fire. It's just, I'm not saying fire Painter, okay? Not at all. Painter is probably the best regular season coach in the country other than Mark Few. But for the circumstances of Matt Painter being in the Big Ten, I would put him up there. Do anything else, please. Change up the game plan at all if you want to going into these games because 
Newsflash, it's not working. I don't know what it is. People are saying fire painter. People are saying, if you're saying to fire painter, you're stupid. You don't know what's going on. I'm a big proponent of guys who played for the school coming back to coach for them. It just seems to work, right? But with painter, it's just, I don't, I don't get it at this point. It's like, we get pretty good recruits, right? We get nothing but big guys to come in and dominate. And it's, can't do anything about it. We'll have some of the most athletic people ever. Jaden Ivey's one of them. Carson Edwards was super athletic for his size. Guys who can knock down shots. You, you have everything needed for success. You fall short every year, and I'm about tired of it. Especially losing the St. Peter's, a team that had, let's be, look, okay, I get it. No one is rooting for the higher seeds, except if you're, if you pick them in your bracket or if you're a fan of that school. I get it. You want chaos. The fact that St. Peter's beat Purdue, the, for the fact that they were even in the game is pitiful. It's so bad. It makes no sense how these guys who aren't even that big, let's be honest, like, have you seen those guys? And I got St. Peter's coach, he's going to Seton Hall now, right? I mean, it's where he's, and I'm a big fan of that because guess what? He played for them. He, he earned a shot and he did well. But with Matt Painter, it's just, it's the same thing over and over. And even in regular season, I mean, he's pretty good. He's, he's won the conference tournament one time, which Purdue has done a total one time in their, in their history of, in their history of being in the big 10 tournament. He's been, he's had a regular season championship three times. And I think a couple times we've tied it. Going through his record in NCAA tournament, losing second round, losing second round, national regional semifinals. So sweet 16, sweet 16, third round, which is one of those weird years where that would be classified as a second round. Lost in the second round. Lost the second round. Two-year gap between going. Between going to the tournament. Lost the second round. Losing in the first round in 15-16. Oh, and I wonder who that was to. That was probably, not probably, I know for sure, Arkansas Little Rock. Losing in the regional semifinals. So the Sweet 16 that next year. That was the Kansas. Who was a one seed? You, you can give them that. Losing regional semifinal in 2018. And God, I don't even remember who that is. to 2017-2018. Lost by a lot. Oh, the Texas Tech. How could I forget that one? We lost to Chris Beard. Shocking. We lost 78-65 to, to Texas Tech, who was only like a one- they were one higher. No, they were one lower seed. We were a two seed that year. Losing to a three seed by that much. And then, and then lost in the regional final. That was Virginia. Then, obviously, the COVID gap year. Losing in the first round to North Texas last year. And then this year, losing in the Sweet 16 to St. Peter's. I get it. Everyone was rooting for St. Peter's. 
Friday was apparently National Peacock Day. But for Purdue, it's just you, you had you expected it going into this game. You're like, oh yeah, St. Peter's probably you're like St. Peter's could win. Yeah, hundred percent. Just because of how we prepare for these teams, we don't at all. We look too far forward. I guarantee Painter was looking at Carolina, saying we gotta we gotta get to or looking at Carolina UCLA, not caring about St. Peter's. I was like, what do we have to know about these guys? Dude, how about you get done with the game first? I understand where you'll go to your assistant coaches, but hey, j- just be prepared. Have me a little bit of scouting on these teams. How about you do the scouting for St. Peter's first? I know you had some film on them. You had two tournament games of film worth. You probably asked around and found some film uh, everywhere else. So what's the issue? Why don't we care when it comes to, to playing against worse teams by seed in the tournament? We lose to one seed. I don't care. We lost to Virginia. Yeah, the, the loss stung, but it was a good game. Just losing by so much all the time to all these terrible teams. Fix something. And all of Purdue's assistants are leaving. At this point, because Shrewsbury went to Penn State, I guarantee Pete, um, if Brantley stays, uh, that's a big shock because he's been producing our best players by far, all the centers. I wouldn't be surprised if half Purdue staff gets a job somewhere. So fix it. Please, I'm tired of it. And also, to all people, I get it. IU fans, you don't like Purdue. I see tweets of, oh, shocker, Purdue losing in a tournament again. I'm sorry, what has what your, your tournament record been? Because I'm looking at, it, looking at it, and if I'm going for the same years, 06 to this year, You've missed a tournament one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Oh my God. You guys want to start talking? And let's see. The year you did make it, you lost in the second round. You lost in the first round. You lost in the Sweet 16, losing to Sweet 16. By the way, that first round loss and those Sweet 16 losses are, have a three year gap. One year you went six and twenty-five. Oh my god. Six and twenty-five. The worst painter's ever done is nine and nineteen in his first year. So anyway, then there was a gap between those sweet sixteen losses uh, losses. Then you go to lose the second round, then lose in sweet sixteen, then a whole one, two, three, four, five, six. There's five years in between. So in the sixth year, 2021, 22. You get a play-in game, which alone is like kind of laughable. How oh, IU is so prestigious. Prestigious, we're a blue blood school. We're making a play-in game where you kind. I mean, let's be honest. You guys kind of handled uh, what was it, Colorado, Wyoming? Not even sixty-six, fifty-eight. I saw people saying. If we, I saw people were saying that 
it was it was going to be bad enough if you lost St. Mary's. You barely beat Wyoming. And then you play St. Mary's, 82 to 53. Oh, man. Wow, guys. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, Purdue, yep, choking every year in the, in the postseason. How about you make the postseason? Keep hosting NIT games. You get more money out of it, probably, because you're hosting them. <laughs> it's just, oh, man, just... IU fans, I know we we like to dig at each other, right? We really do. But, um, yeah, check yourself before you say anything because this is – that's tough. And I will give you that 6-25 and 25 year was Tom Crean's first season. And that was after the Kelvin Sampson thing. I'll give you the benefit of doubt on that one. Let's say Tom Crean also makes it to nine wins. So we're even there. How about that? But man, I've, Tom Crean was <laughs> in a three year gap. And I mean, he took you as a tournament four times. But uh, yeah, how about that Archie Miller thing, though? <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. And then you lose in the first round after having a play in game. So yeah. So for IU fans, um, let let Purdue worry about their own things. I think you have some stuff to figure out on your end. You guys are on the up and up. I mean, you got Woodson. So and I'm big I'm a big proponent of it. Like I said, for a player that played at that school, him coaching it, bring back the culture. And he made it to tournaments first year. You can't knock him on that. But seriously, don't don't talk when you know what your record has been in the tournament the past few years. And with that, I think that is it for this week's episode. Uh, been a little bit of a weird week just trying to find out what to talk about. I knew that whole painter thing was going to take a little bit. So next week, probably recapping the Final Four and the championship game. And on that, we're pretty much on to maybe some NBA talk, maybe going back to more uh, different varying topics, whatever I want to talk about. So, uh, yeah, with that, just be sure to follow me on Twitter, at DEverhard00. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.